0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam.
1: It is the Morning Jam, and it is Wednesday. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks so much for joining us. It is the International Day of Women today. So I had to start out with a little Whitney, a little Shakira. Khan. I am yeah. woman. Well. That's not that song. I'm every woman. Uh, I am woman, hear me roar. That's Helen Reddy. Not as cool, but I'll, still and
2: I might have to play some Beyonce then.
1: Maybe so, yep. Might, might have to do that. Uh, yeah, International Women's Day. Uh, here's your thought of the day for this Wednesday. Sometimes life is about risking everything for a dream that nobody can see but you. That's a good one. Sometimes life is about risking everything for a dream that nobody can see but you. So you chase that dream. Keep our numbers handy this morning. 866-916-3776. And our toll-free number is 434-248-0704. I stayed up way too late last night. Way too late.
2: Oh, it's going to be a rough couple days for your boy. Because Tech Game
1: Ah, is going to be
2: at 9.00. and that's assuming everything is on time with the acc tournament
1: we have got to plan this sleep deprivation it's not good if we're both sleep deprived at the same time i
2: understand that so um well it's more honestly more for you because you you run the show here i'm just the you know the guy getting replaced again
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that but yeah well we had uh we we've got the show coming up saturday we got the live from uh, Rose Ridge yes, you at, do. Yeah. In Amherst. And and so we practiced with the band last night, which was so much fun and they're very good. And right. it's listened exciting. on your Facebook. Yes. They're they're so great. And uh and the singers are so great. But it was yeah, it was it was late. Like it was it was a, a past midnight kind of night for me. Which for that's for me, that is insane. This is going to be a show. Uh. No wonder you were
2: asking me about my eating habits. You're like,
1: yeah, how can going, I get all I'm the attention in, on him? <laughs> I'm going into full mom mode over here. All right, here is your Mind Jam trivia this morning. 434-248-0704. In addition to being International Women's Day, it's also National Proofreading Day. My question for you today is, what is the most common grammatical mistake? There. Uh, yeah. The
2: wrong there. I, I probably make all of them. because <laughs> When you're known... Actually, they're 31. I am known most on my Twitter account for my either misspells or grammatical errors.
1: So do you do like the... Do you get your TOOs and your TOs and your TWs you get those screwed up?
2: It's more spelling. I'm just a really bad speller. But also, like, I have big thumbs. And so, like, if I, if I do it on my computer, I'm typically okay. But if I do it on my phone and I go really quick... I'll, like, hit the wrong letter, and then I won't realize it till it's too late.
1: Well, I want to know what is the most common grammatical mistake. We'll have the answer coming up for you in uh, in just uh, split infinitives. Are you kidding me? My brain isn't, like, even remotely prepared to talk about split infinitives this morning or subject verb agreements. So you you need to dumb that down a little bit. (laughs) It's nice to know you guys are all sharp and sassy this morning. Not me. All right. Uh, on the day in history, in 1817, the New York Stock Exchange Board, which had its beginnings in 1792, was formally organized. Later, became known as the New York Stock Exchange. So there you go. In 1948, Supreme Court McCollum versus the Board of Education struck down voluntary religious education classes at a Champaign, Illinois, public school, saying the program violated separation of church and state. In 1971, Joe Frazier defeated Muhammad Ali in a decision. It was billed as the fight of the century, Madison Square Garden. In 1983, a speech at the National Association of Evangelicals Convention in Orlando, President Ronald Reagan referred to the Soviet Union as an evil empire and he wasn't far from wrong
2: man if disney owned star wars back then they could have gone da 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 you know I, I played know. the music maybe that's it. who they
1: stole it from was ronald reagan but he disney did with evil empire yeah that that that's mm-hmm. not a bad point point. and they are a 2014 malaysia airlines flight mh370 loses contact disappears has prompted the most expensive search effort in history no one has been found 239 people gone forever and uh, is considered one of the most enduring aviation mysteries
2: ever and a whole tv series got created about it that like weird one on nbc where like the people like went missing and Man they came, yeah they came back but like they it were was
1: so good and then i and i got sucked into it and then i realized they only did one season and then i got annoyed so i stopped watching it and then they brought back another season so yeah it, i never wasn't that. it
2: like they they were like gone for three years but them then they themselves back,
1: then they landed or something they landed yeah. but as
2: if it was like a normal flight like yeah. they didn't lose any time and like they were weird. all healed from cancer or something like some yeah. weird stuff happened
1: yeah it was very weird would it be that it did end that way i got some birthdays today singer mickey dolent of the monkeys turned 78 years old today take a- Don't be slow. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm I wonder if he's
3: driving
1: in. He probably wishes he could take the last train to Clarksville instead of having to drive it all the time. Mm hmm. Probably so. Uh, I've got a little crush alert here. Ooh. Yeah. Actor Aiden Quinn's having a birthday today. I love him. Legends of the Fall. He was also in. Uh, practical magic. He turned 64 years old today.
3: Curses only have power when you believe in them, and I don't. You know what? I wished for you too.
1: Ah. Oh. He's so good. He broke Sandra Bullock's heart, but he's so good. Uh, Actress Cameron Manheim is having a birthday today, turning 62 years old. And so is actor Freddie Prinze Jr. He turns 47. And, of course, my kids loved him because he was in Scooby-Doo back in the day.
2: What up, dog? And, uh,
1: dog? Keeping it real. I remember when he went and played Freddie and they bleached his hair blonde. And he literally ended up, like, losing a bunch of his hair because it was so drastic. You know how
2: he got the role because his girlfriend, I think, was Daphne. The actress that played Daphne. Or not... Geller? No, uh, not that. Um, da- yeah, Daphne. Yeah, she played Daphne. Because
1: they've been married for, like, 20 years now. Uh, it's crazy. I know. I mean, in, in Hollywood, that's that's pretty good at this point. Also having a birthday is uh, songwriter... Carol Bear Sager. She turns 79 years old. She has written so many songs, uh, mostly with her her ex-husband, Burt Bacharach, uh, but a groovy kind of love, author's theme, That's What Friends Are For, and then this song as well. We, I, 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 I wish that we could
4: do it all again So
3: many times no.
1: I like playing all the crushes today. Aiden Quinn, And uh, Michael McDonald, getting them all in. There you go. Uh, Also, our last birthday today is uh, bassist Randy Meisner of the Eagles and Poco. He is turning 77 years old today. In the heart of the night. In the heart of the night. There you go. Those are your birthdays for today. Uh, Bear said, International Woman's Day. Please define woman. A woman is a person who has ovaries and a uterus and can actually uh, produce a child and then nurture that child, thereby feeding it with her body. There you go. How's that? I thought that was pretty good. I didn't have any hesitation. I knew immediately who a woman was. Crazy. I have no filter today. <laughs> That's I just, probably I don't usually have a lot of a filter, but I have even less of a filter I just, today. I just wasn't gonna touch it. I was just
2: gonna be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I'm gonna have to do the rest of the day. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Before we went on the air, they they did the story on CBS and they were talking about how kids are not getting even one vegetable a day. And I'm like, How is a child not getting one vegetable a day? How is that even possible? So, for example, yes, yesterday I had a, a giant salad for lunch, and then I had you know vegetables with dinner. You know, like green beans, Brussels sprouts, that kind of thing.
2: I just realized I've had lettuce this week.
1: You, you oh, okay? <laughs> All right. And so I asked I asked Trey. And Trey was like, "Oh, I had I had some onions." And then he was talking about some Mexican thing that he did. And I said, did you put tomatoes in? And he's like, oh, ooh, no.
2: (laughs) I don't like tomatoes. And I'm from Hanover County, which is known for their tomatoes. They have a whole tomato festival. The biggest rivalry game between high schools is called the tomato bowl. And I don't like tomatoes.
1: Mm. Mm Mm-mm. And so then we started going over, uh, over the course of a week, how many vegetables do you eat? Which is when he starts deflecting and saying, Al Michaels doesn't eat vegetables, which... I, I'm not asking about Al Michaels. Don't care. I'm asking you about you. I, I, and then, and then I said, okay. So he probably eats, fe- uh, you know, fruits. What fruits do you eat? Blank space. Just. I plead the fifth. We really, we really got to work on. I
2: that. will eat a vegetable here and there. A French fry does not or, count. I know. A, po- a I'll potato eat, doesn't count. I'll eat fruit here and there.
1: <laughs> Mostly there, far, far over there. Okay. Uh, our Mind Jam trivia question today is National Proofreading Day. Doesn't count. Uh, and I wanted you to tell me what is the most common grammatical mistake? Y'all are sending some really good ones in. Uh, a lot of people are agreeing with you on the there thing. In, or, inverting the IEs, uh, the your and the you are. That's you know, a good the one. Apostrophe, putting that in the wrong place. We're going to tell you what the answer is coming up here on the Morning Jam. Hope you're off to a great start on this Wednesday.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot. And listen to the Morning Jam. Let me
5: spell it out. They call me D-U-D-E-T-H-A-O-M-Y-I-T- Apostrophe-Double-L-H-A-V-E-T-O-D-O-M-Y-N-A-M-E-I-S
1: Ready. (laughs) That's such a weird song.
2: Is that the Lonely Island?
1: It was, uh... Yeah, it's a, it's a very weird... I'd be impressed if he could do that live, though. If he could, like, spell out that whole thing live like that. Uh, our question this morning with our Mind Jam Trivia is, it's a National Proofreading Day. I wanted you to tell me what was the most common grammatical mistake, and the answer was uh, spelling. Okay. Spelling a word. Um, so I
2: didn't know it was that, like, basic. Like, I thought it was specific thing
1: look i was very specific i wasn't looking for you know subject verb agreements or split infinitives this morning my brain just no cannot no, no 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 no
2: no no but like to me like
1: well technically, spelling one particular
2: word would be one like one issue like you couldn't technically, I technically
1: know... you were right because you said like the ie thing yeah which is which is a, mis- oh, I'm a, a misspelled awful word. speller so that makes so, sense um yes so like even things like peace, like I, I want a piece of pie, people will spell P-I-E-C-E. For they will P-A-C-E. spell P-E-I-C-E yeah. instead of, yeah. So that's a that's a, a very common. Uh, there's 31 that are fairly common. Uh, that includes spelling a word wrong, choosing the wrong word. For example, uh, he wouldn't lose money. L-O-S-E would be correct. Some people will spell that loose instead of lose and that's not good. That would not be correct. And then using unnecessary commas. That's one of them uh, that was on there as well. And then commas in a series using those wrong. So apparently there's a lot of proofreading we need to be doing because we get a ton of things wrong. And
2: Shout out to regard. Grammarly. That's yeah. what I use.
1: <laughs> How much do you pay for that?
2: I think it's like 50 bucks a year. It's well worth it. <laughs> completely
1: lost my headphones. They are totally it's, gone. Yeah, it's oh well.
2: It's yeah, fifty bucks a year. Hmm. So. Okay,
1: but there is also spell check. So. Yeah, but you
2: don't get spell check on like Chrome and like it's it's for literally everything. Like it's it's for my web browser.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, so lots of uh, stories that we need to cover this morning. A uh, couple of updates for you. We've been following this story about the man in Franklin County who is accused of killing his wife's uh, two dogs that she loved. Uh, He had a bond hearing yesterday. Actually, the uh, Humane Society shut down to attend that hearing yesterday in uh, Franklin County. Uh, He's going to be staying there a while longer. A judge denied Terry Michael Bond uh, at his bond appeal hearing yesterday and cited that his alleged conduct demonstrates... He could be a danger to himself and the community. Before the decision, both Terry and his wife Rhonda faced the judge. Authorities arrested Terry last month for allegedly killing his dogs. Apparently, he confessed to that. Deputy said that, that the pups were found on the side of the road after he had reported them stolen. Warrants revealed he did confess to shooting them and did so because he wanted to get back At his estranged wife, his wife testified that she did not want her husband to get out, saying she was afraid of him, and understandably so. She says, "Uh, I feel like this is an aggression towards me. If he would go that far, I don't think I'm safe either. Terry told the judge that he has uh, missed appointments for treatments at the VA Medical Center. And he also testified he has never had a domestic altercation with his wife before. Uh, Terry's attorney argued his lack of criminal history and ties to the community are strong indicators he would come to court and not reoffend. The Commonwealth cited a concern that he would be staying at a home a mile away from where his wife lives and argued he has already obstructed justice and that his wife is frightened of him. The judge decided against the bond. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this case moves ahead because um, they're going to have to get him get him a, a speedy trial, I would think. Uh, of course, the the volunteers that showed up in court said that they were relieved by the judge's decision. They want to see justice for the two dogs. They say there's so much to do every day in animal rescue. We would just like a resolution. We want him to pay for justice for these dogs. His attorney declined to comment after the hearing and a preliminary hearing is set for May, but it doesn't look like he's gonna he's gonna be getting out anytime soon. Uh, another story that we actually had sent to us uh, very shortly after we went off the air yesterday is this story about Delegate Matt Ferris. He is facing some felony charges, including malicious wounding and hit and run. Um, it, it, it's an interesting story. Uh, Ferris is 54 years old. He has been charged with a count of malicious wounding, a class three felony, punishable by up to 20 years in prison uh, and a $1, thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollar fine. Um, he is saying in a statement, while I have made some mistakes in my life, these charges are false. I look forward to clearing them in the court of law. And apparently this incident happened Thursday afternoon, just days before the General Assembly adjourned for the 2023 session. So this was last Thursday. And according to Virginia State Police, a 2015 Chevrolet Tahoe was headed south on 501 when the vehicle crossed the center line, continued off the northbound side of the road and struck a pedestrian. The Tahoe then left the scene, and an adult female pedestrian there suffered what they called minor injuries. On Friday, the woman sought a preliminary protective order against Ferris, and according to the affidavit, she was a passenger in the seat of his SUV and said he was driving excessively fast until a tire blew out. During the um, tire change, when they pulled over, he became irate with a son whom he had called to help, but the son didn't have a jack. She said he then became furious when the son didn't show up. His mood went dark. He became angry and abusive. She said she refused to get back in the car with him. She began to walk north, up 501, towards a house of her cousin that was nearby. He was screaming at me to get in the car. I said no and kept walking. Next, she alleges that he cut a 90 degree turn to the left where she was walking, hit her with his SUV, and got out of the vehicle yelling, I should have gotten into the GD car. She said she was uh, knocked to the ground, spun around on the ground, and a man across the street saw all of it, yelled at him, and once he saw there was a witness, he got in his car and fled the scene. I and, you know, Ferris has an interesting... hes He's got other things on, on his record as well. It, it might be interesting to note Ferris is married, has three children. Um, he is the current co-owner and vice president of the Lynchburg Livestock Market... Last week's incident wasn't his first brush with the law. He was charged with two incidents, including a misdemeanor breach of peace and a parking dispute and a hit-and-run accident where the property was damaged, but no one was hurt. He was found not guilty in the breach of peace and was charged with a misdemeanor in the hit-and-run. So, interesting. I don't know. We've got your... Uh, Your local headlines coming up from WDBJ 7. That's on the way this morning on the Morning Jam on this Virginia Talk Radio Network station.
0: It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ 7. I'm meteorologist Brent
5: Watts. Mostly sunny today, warming up to 60 degrees. Not as breezy either. Lows tonight at 31. Mostly sunny on Thursday. Highs top out near 60 with a low of 35. And on Friday, we'll bring that rain in, especially through mid-afternoon. It will be a lot cooler, though. High temperatures only running in the low 40s, overnight lows in the mid-30s.
1: Currently, we have 34 degrees in Lynchburg, 34 in Bedford, 36 in Roanoke and Salem, 35 in uh, Amherst, and 34 in Appomattox. Well, you know, I flew not that long ago. We were going into uh, into Florida, which I mean, there's some crazy people up in Florida, you know. So you never know how that's gonna go. But but our our flights were very, you know, uneventful for the most part. Just just kind of went. Everything seemed to go smooth. But there have been a lot of drama-ridden flights going on this week, making the national news. Uh, one taking place on, I think it was Monday, the 6th. That was Monday, right? Yes. Um, a Southwest airline in Dallas. And it started because a man got upset that a passenger bumped into his wife. Well, hello. For Who among us cannot... The audacity. I know. And uh, the thing is, like, this wide... And you've got all these bags here, and, and then of course the first class people want to get on there first, and then they have to watch everybody's butts go by. I've never understood that. You would think the first class people would want to get on last, because then they don't have a bunch of people walking by them and bumping them. It's very- Things are
2: very simple if you just fill up a plane from back to front, and then you exit from front to back.
1: I know. What is that? What? Why? Why is that so hard? If we figure that out. That never made sense to me. I'm like, I don't even think I'd want to be in first class because I don't want to watch. I don't want to be bumped. And yeah. So anyway, this guy, I don't know if he's never flown before. I'm not really sure. But he took it very personally that this other passenger bumped into his wife. And I mean, it was quite the throwdown. Had him in a headlock. Had already punched him several times before. One of the um, passengers grabbed her phone to document it, couldn't believe what she was seeing. He's uh, seen repeatedly swinging punches at the other man, holding him in a headlock, while onlookers are saying, do not hit him again, step away. The woman who took the video said that the tattooed man accidentally bumped into his wife, and the guy started mouthing off. Then he started punching the guy four or five times before the the tape even started rolling. In the second video, the man in the blazer is seen telling onlookers that the tattooed man approached his family aggressively and orders him to tell the others what happened. I'll confess, I watched the video that the tattooed guy looked pretty bewildered. Um, He approached me aggressively with my family, he said. I will sit down in jail for you approaching my family. I will die for my family. Well, you're going to have to sit in jail for that behavior, sir. Witnesses said both men were taken off the plane. Uh, apparently, no one was arrested. I'm surprised because he was he was really punching that guy. Uh, they say we commend our crews for managing the situation while ensuring the comfort of other passengers in the cabin. Uh, Of course, we had uh, another incident with Southwest Airlines. That one was uh, passengers on a flight from Havana, Cuba to Fort Lauderdale were forced to evacuate because um, smoke filled the cabin. So oxygen mask came down. See, I, I read this. I'm so glad I haven't had anything like that happen. I I was on one flight where there was like a little domestic thing going on in the back, but they, you know, they got that in check. So we had the story yesterday about the, uh, the four Americans that were kidnapped. We, we even had an interview with a, uh, a local journalist there. Of course, shortly after we got off the air, uh, two of those four Americans were found dead. Um, now White House spokeswoman, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is being blasted for downplaying the chaos at the Mexican border. Um, and if you look at the video, it, it looked, it really did look like two of them were already gone at the time that they were abducted. And even though they weren't even thought to have been the, uh, the, the targets, um, I mean, and of course, she's really downplaying it, saying because of the work this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels, that we've been able to record a number of personnel working to secure the border, just completely denying, and uh, there is no way, there is absolutely no possible way that the number one killer of our young people eighteen to forty is at a historic low that is a blatant falsehood that is an impossible statistic i I don't understand how this woman still has her job. I just don't get it eight six six nine one six three seven seven six is our toll free number if you uh if you want to call in there is uh Tucker Carlson interview that was interesting. He talked to a key Capitol police officer that has pretty much just been completely ignored by the January 6th panel. The man's name is Tariq Johnson. He was the person responsible for evacuating lawmakers and he was never asked to testify. He sat down with Tucker. He's a 22-year veteran on the capitol hill force and he explained to tucker that his voice is one of the first ones you hear on the audio transmission so i did expect to get an interview at some point but it just never happened um despite pleas for help on january 6 johnson said he did not hear anything not even from the capitol police chief who allegedly kept vital information about the protest from him. The federal intel and law enforcement agencies knew about the warnings of the massive disturbance, but frontline officers on duty that day did not know. He said we should have been better prepared for the day, and we could have been better prepared for the day if the information was disseminated like it was supposed to be. Johnson, whose role was to evacuate lawmakers, urged for guidance from his superiors, did not hear back. So he took matters into his own hands, as, as seen by the footage that Tucker showed on the program. Um, this is the thing. So he had no backup. He's been there for 22 years. He's completely left out on his own. His career came to a screeching halt after he was spotted outside the Capitol Wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Johnson said that a Trump supporter put that hat on his head. He made a choice to keep wearing it for self-preservation as he navigated the pro-Trump crowd, which seems like a smart thing to do. I mean, if you're trying to survive in that crowd. Blend in. Like, uh, exactly. Exactly. He said he's not sure what would have happened if he had walked through the crowd without it. The uh, His boss, one of them, went on to be elevated by Nancy Pelosi to be acting chief at the Capitol Police, uh, later took a post as the head of security at the University of Berkeley. Johnson still wonders why the committee never called him to testify. You would think since he was there, they would have uh, they would have called him. Johnson said, I prayed almost daily they would get to me. I was never asked to testify. I was never asked by anybody connected to the January 6th committee. I asked myself every day what I might have, um, every day and every day I might have a different answer. But the focus was all on Donald Trump and not the failures of the Capitol Police. Carlson then asked him, why do you think the protesters were there? And I thought this was interesting. I think some people there had planned on being violent. Some people may have turned violent after what they were going through. And I think that there were some people there who simply wanted to support their president. They wanted, some of these people just wanted to support him. And some people did not commit violence. And some never planned on committing violence. Well, that's probably why they didn't interview you. They didn't want to hear any of that. You weren't speaking to the narrative, buddy. They're not going to want to talk to you if if you're not falling in line. It's also interesting to note, this is, a, um, this is an African-American gentleman um, whose career has pretty much just been trashed because of this. I don't know. It's It's pretty crazy me. Um, I don't know that we'll ever get the truth about January 6th. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her
0: five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
1: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at F&L Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg and you can sign up to be a VIP customer. We're going to tell you how to do that very shortly. I'm having a super busy week. So this week, the Instapot, the Crock-Pot, they are my friends. Here's a recipe for a slow cooker pork chop and rice that comes together very quickly. I do recommend putting some vegetables with it, though. Trey, I'm just saying. Now you're going to spray your slow cooker with non-stick spray. Then you're going to put in four boneless pork chops. Next, you're going to add in your mushroom soup, your chicken broth, your water, some garlic powder, some onion flakes, salt and pepper. Then you're going to add a little bit of butter on top. And you're going to um, uh, put the lid on, cook it for low for about seven hours. After that, you're going to shred the pork chops with a fork. Then, and only then, are you going to add your rice and another cup of water. And stir just to make sure that rice is covered. And then you're going to replace the lid. And you're going to let it cook for about 45 minutes. And that's just going to absorb all of that yumminess. uh, Add some shredded cheese to it. And you have got a delicious Basically, shredded pork bowl that, um, again, I recommend putting some vegetables on top of because I'm Mama Jan and that's what I think you should do. You want to see this recipe and some of the others we share? Just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dying. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market where their meats are a cut above.
0: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Let's go, girls.
1: Come on. 866-916-3776 is our number. We would love to hear from you this morning. We're going to go to the callers. Uh, now i got Alan on the line. Good morning, Alan. Hey,
3: guys. How y'all doing?
1: Doing great. How about you?
3: No, Going across Afton here. It's a nice little windy area. But, it was windy all uh, night
1: last night, blowing in that cold air. I guess.
3: I know, and I'm headed to Myrtle Beach this week, so uh, tomorrow. But uh, I'd love to make you sing Saturday night. But we're gonna be down there. But me and I'll get out to one of your things sometime. Yeah, we're but, we're excited uh, about it.
1: But we we will miss you. But I know you'll enjoy. Uh, I know you'll enjoy Myrtle Beach.
3: Yeah, just trying to get away for a little bit, but. I thought he spilled a bean yesterday. I just wanted to know if he oh, had gas Lord. or not. <laughs> yeah,
1: he can't keep just, anything just to himself.
3: Wonder. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm, which we all love Trey, all the truckers and everything. But uh, we're glad Mark is coming back. My my truckers are excited, buddies, and so, uh, and I'm glad you brought up a January to six tapes because, you know, you can watch that thing with the shaman guy, the. Buffalo Head guy. And he the two cops are just ushering him in, and they all they laughing together, and they open the door for him, just like gentlemen. And, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really. But then Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer come out, just don't believe what you saw. Don't believe what you saw. The Uniparty guys, you know. Well, I don't understand
1: why wouldn't you interview this man who clearly was in the thick of it. Um, and it's got to be because he he's not fitting the narrative.
3: Well, and and his lawyer called in to Glenn Beck yesterday, and he said, "Glenn, we are so glad that uh, Kevin McCarthy and Tucker put this video out because he said now maybe I can get him out of jail." He, they said they, they put that guy in solitary confinement for like three months with hardly any food or no nothing to read or anything, no TV, just. I mean, it, it was terrible what the lawyer was describing. And I'm like, what, what did he do that was so bad? I mean, you treat him worse than Charles Manson, you know? I mean, I don't, I mean, they, they covered this up. Actually, you see Ray Epps telling people to go into the Capitol. Ray Epps is there again. And, and then, then a cop that supposedly died, you know, he died in the line of duty. No, he had a heart attack. That guy was a Republican and then all the Chuck Schumer and uh, Biden and Jill Biden were crying over his, over his casket but yet he was a republican that died of a heart attack at the you know well i they mean him there's a lot of people after he died he's he's there he's there after he died he's, he's in a the video there's <laughs> there's a lot of I mean, a,
1: a lot of people who um, well i mean most of the people who they said oh we had all these deaths they, it, 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 they just completely misconstrue and distort the information. It's, it's yeah, it's pretty sad. And if they lied. Let's right. just say they lied. Yeah, they lied. That's a lie. Well, and even lying I mean, by omission, even leaving stuff out, is still a lot. Yeah, technically, they died, but they didn't die during the, you know, the the January sixth. I mean, that's like saying, oh, his job killed him. Well, n- 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 no. That's not how that works. Uh, Now, did the stress contribute to it? Yeah, I'm sure it probably did. But, uh, yeah. Gizmo said, he said a prayer over the house floor was an act of terrorism. Oh, well, I guess it depends on what they're praying for, doesn't it? Uh, D.C. police chief is offering some uh, solutions to get homicide rates down. How about we just keep violent people in jail? (gasps) What? What kind of crazy talk is that? Metropolitan Police Chief Robert Conte gave a pretty simple solution for what D.C. can do differently to get homicides down. He was speaking along with Mayor Muriel Bowser at the Mayoral Public Safety Media Availability to discuss crime in the district. And he responded to a reporter's question about how to address increased homicide rates in the city. And he said, you want to know what we got to do if we really want to see homicide rates go down? Keep the bad guys with guns in jail. Because when they're in jail, they can't be in communities shooting people. So when people talk about what we got to do different or what we should do different, that's what we need to do different, he said. We need to keep violent people in jail. Right now, the average homicide suspect has been arrested 11 times prior to them committing a homicide. That is a problem. Repeat offenders are a problem in the nation's capital. Repeat offenders are a problem across the country, for sure. And a lot of it has to do with these lib-appointed attorneys, Soros back, many of them, that just let these people off. They want to say, it has to do with, re- and, and this is also a black police chief making these comments, too. I mean, this is before people start saying, oh, you're targeting people of color. No, people with common sense know that if you are going down a certain trajectory and you're a violent person, that's not going to end well. It doesn't matter what color you are. Repeat offenders are a problem. But these people who go out and do this soft-on-crime policies are just creating more havoc. Last month, Angie Craig, a Democrat from Minnesota, called out the city's elected officials over a soft-on-crime policy only after she was assaulted by a homeless man. She was his 13th victim. I got attacked by someone who the District of Columbia has not prosecuted fully over the course of almost a decade. There were 12 assaults before mine. I mean, I wasn't even in every instance that, uh, it wasn't even in every instance that he got 10 days. Many times, charges were completely dropped. Last year, D.C. hit 200 murders in consecutive years for the first time since 2003. So now they're talking about, oh, getting tough on crime. We just go in this crazy, circular, just crazy train. Oh, we got to get, get tough on crimes. Oh, no, we've got to work on rehabilitating and we got to let people out. Oh, oh, my gosh, they're killing people. We got to get tough on crime. It's this crazy merry-go-round that we're on that we can't seem to get off of. That pendulum is just swinging back and forth and back and forth. If we don't start getting some sense of common sense out there, which I just I just don't even know if that exists anymore, unless you're talking about Bill Trefero. He's got your Roanoke News Desk news coming up at that the top smooth. of the hour. And we've got your, AB, your CBS news coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get that for him. Uh, also, in our next hour... We have a special guest coming in. Dale Sorward is going to join us. Uh, she has uh, a new business in town. It's called Hometown Finds. In reading and learning about it, it sounds like we've got our own little local Etsy here in town. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. With Mother's Day coming up and some Easter things on the way, that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, my birthday. Oh, and your birthday. But oh, that—that's
2: not as. Important.
1: I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I have that one marked. I'm going to have to get that one marked down. When's your birthday, Trey? It's
2: all. It's the fifteenth of May.
1: Oh, the fifteenth of May. I'm a May baby too. I know. Gemini's.
2: Oh boy. Don't worry. Facebook always just reminds me. That something.
1: explains a lot. What did we do before? Before that. I don't. And know. then, and then you know, remember Remembering have when people, people's birthdays. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's very, very, very difficult to remember everything. Uh, coming up after that in the the next hour, uh, there is a lunch lady who was delivering more than lunch at a middle school, uh, grooming a fourteen-year-old boy. I, I don't. And this is always a slippery so slope s- for me. The
2: real lunch special.
1: Because some of the some of the listeners and I completely disagree on this. Some of my male listeners are like, well, you know, if it's a if it's a boy and the girl and, a, and the teachers, well, it's not the same thing as a guy teacher. Go on. It is the same thing. That's always, that's always iffy. This one, this one is extra yucky, I think. We'll have that and lots of other things to talk about on this Wednesday coming up on The Morning Jam.
0: Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM, Greta Danville. It's time for your morning jam weather brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today,
5: warming up to 60 degrees, not as breezy either. Lows tonight at 31. Mostly sunny on Thursday, highs top out near 60 with a low of 35. And on Friday, we'll bring that rain in, especially through mid-afternoon. It will be a lot cooler, though. High temperatures only running in the low 40s, overnight lows in the mid-30s.
1: Currently, 36 degrees in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford, 38 in Roanoke and Salem, 39 in Danville, 36 in Appomattox, and 37 in Amherst. Well, good morning everybody. Our uh, our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. You know, Easter is just around the corner. Spring is is a coming and uh, so is the daylight savings time, which I'm not too excited about. But we won't talk about that. We're going to talk about more pleasant things right now. You don't like that? I'm shocked. I know. Yeah, I don't I look, that's losing that's another an hour of Everyday sleep. thing. Let's well, check that box I, off. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh we are welcoming Dela Soured, sour, Soured, Soured mm-hmm. with us this morning. Uh, she is. It is International Women's Day, so this is a very appropriate interview. Uh, I love Perfect day. <laughs> it is interviewing uh, women-owned businesses, uh, so that's a, a good fit there. And when I I was learning about your shop, it just. I'm a big Etsy person. I'm a big advocate for supporting local artisans and having those unique gifts that aren't like you know, everything else that that you can buy when you're shopping online, that kind of thing. And it looks like your place really fits the bill there.
6: Yes. So, um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, it's, we are a collection of over 35 local vendors that we have in-house every day. And it is, it's, you know, a bunch of local artisans and crafters and businesses. Um, So we're just, we love to be able to support, you know, our local community and to give back.
1: It's it's a a time we're at a time right now where it is more important than ever for us to kind of draw in closer as a community and support one another. Uh, especially with the economy the way that it is right now. And, and we just need to all get to know each other and, and support each other. I mean, we're a local business, too. That's that's what we are. Uh, you know, our, our owner is loker, local. Everybody that works here is local. Um, and so we want to support local businesses just like yours. The name of your business is Hometown Finds Appropriate in right. light of what you're describing. Um, so when you go in, first of all, tell us where you are.
6: So we are located um, two three eight seven Waterlick Road, mm-hmm. um, right across from you know the Morse Country Store Waterlick, um, and Leesville intersection. Um, we're right there. So Waterlick mm-hmm. and Leesville yes. that gives
1: gives gives people a really good idea mm-hmm. of exactly where you are there. Um, when you go in, what kinds of things are people going to find when they when they come in to hometown finds?
6: So you've got anywhere from boutique clothing and jewelry to home decor candles um, even antiques you know we've got just
1: about everything you can think of. it reminds me it reminds me of Etsy right and yes. and I do a lot of shopping on on Etsy right a, a lot because you know the gifts are unique and and they are you know many times handmade or they're vintage like the things that you're talking about and not everybody is going is going to have them uh give us a give us a description of one of your uh really popular vendors and the things that they do that people love
6: so one of our really it's like asking
1: you your favorite child right i know know. that's a hard one um
6: just because everyone is so amazing um in their own
1: in their own way exactly
6: exactly and every piece is you know custom handmade it's a a one-of-a-kind you're not going to find it anywhere else right um and just like um you know we have quality candles that are you know made from apricot and coconut um, you know exactly right it sounds amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it is it's quality it's something that you want in your homes you know um, and you're not going to find it anywhere else it's something that you can tell has quality and it's made with love and Mm -hmm. care and someone actually has passion for it um so and it's amazing just to be able to support their families and you know whether it's a single mom that's you know raising her kids or a dad paying for sports you know um it's just amazing to be a part of their family too and we are we we are a big family you know so it's it's just an amazing experience all around
1: one of the things that um, that I, I noticed when I was looking through uh, is you have some some great woodworkers in your yes, yes. In, in your uh, shop there um, and I, I am looking I don't know if they're trays I'm not really sure what they are they are like American flag
6: actually so we have um concealment shelves
1: oh yes
6: okay so we've got everything now we're talking exactly so we've got stuff for
1: men but well (laughs) uh, well and not just men my girl right Uh, so for for people who don't know what a concealment shelf is let's tell them
6: yeah so it is where you can see secretly and you know hide your your weapons your guns things Mm -hmm. like that in an Um, attractive
1: way exactly
6: Mm so you know um I love my husband. He's... But I mean, it's those big bulky shelves and safes are not attractive. And right. that's one reason why.
1: They get hidden I- away.
6: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's just an attractive way. And not only that, but it safely secures it from, right. you know, kids and things like that mm-hmm. um, from getting a hold of it because they do have keys on them. So they can't just be opened up, you know, sure. without having some, you know, some type of lock. Right. So so
1: so you you genuinely do have just a little bit of of everything. Uh, I noticed you have super cute t-shirts for spring, uh, some really sassy ones in there. I like that a lot. Uh, Handmade purses, it looks like. Yes. If people want to see some of the items you have just to kind of whet their appetite before they come in and see you, what's a good way for them to do that?
6: So the best way is to visit us on our Hometown Finds Facebook page. Um, We have an Instagram as well. Um, and then we do have a website, um, hometownfindsva.com. Um, but we do most of our showing, our videos, lives on our Facebook page. So, they can kind of mm-hmm. get a feel, you know, day to day.
1: And we're going to put a link uh, to our page uh, directly to your page. So, they'll be able to find it uh, okay. really, really easily. And I'm sure you've got lots of special things for Easter. Oh, yes. Mother's Day.
6: Yes. So we are looking at. We just had um, our big ribbon cutting. I saw this past weekend. Yeah, so we had in total um, about fifty-five local vendors all together um, between outside and inside. We had a DJ. We had food trucks. So that's something that we're going to do regularly too. Something for the whole family.
1: So you're going to do like <laughs> little little mini vendor. Yeah, things on the weekends Mm -hmm. and and that type thing Uh, so probably again a good way to be able to keep up with that is going to be through that Facebook page yes I'm sure well we're going to put a link to that on on our page Uh, the name of the store uh, and like I say I I the best way I can describe it is it's our own little Etsy right here uh, in the Lynchburg area it's called Hometown Finds and it's located uh, right at Waterlick and Leesville what are your hours?
6: We're open um, Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. Mm -hmm. Um, But within the next week, we are going to be opening earlier on Saturday. So we're going to be transitioning um, to 9am till 5 on Saturdays. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that makes sense. Because what what, some of us are early birds We want (laughs) to get up there and, and get it going. Dayla, thank you again for joining us. Folks go to Facebook, type in uh, the morning jam and you'll find a link direct, directly uh, to and then you can like the page and keep up that way happy international woman's day to you my friend thank you thank you thanks for, for joining us uh, when we come back we're going to continue to uh, talk about some of the things that um that we started talking about earlier we'll have your local headlines we'll have your national headlines all on the way here on the morning jam and we'll take a look at your forecast which is calling for a little bit of rain but it looks like it's not going to stick around for too terribly long, uh, and it looks like the weekend is going to be very nice. I'll also be telling you more about a show that I'm going to be doing uh, this weekend up in Amherst. I hope you'll be able to join us for that as we bring you live from Rose Ridge at Second Stage Amherst. We've got lots more for your Thursday on the way here on The Morning Jam.
0: On the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam.
2: Twas in the merry
1: month May when all gave. Little Lou Harris to start your morning with the classic American ballad, Barbara Allen. That's one of the many ballads you're going to be hearing on Saturday at 6 p.m. at uh, Second Stage in Amherst as we are bringing you the second Live from Rose Ridge, which is a uh, radio show that will be recording there live on Saturday. Some really amazing artists. Going to be joining us uh, Tim Eccles, Robin Tolley, Jim Robertson. Uh, going to be a part of the band there. Uh, we also have uh, Amy Fisher joining us. Megan Livingston is going to be uh, singing with us. Linda Gentry, uh, I'll be singing as well. Uh, Jeff Taylor will be there uh, as our MC and participating in some of the storytelling. We're going to be telling you the stories about the songs uh, how they impacted people in the Appalachia, where the songs came from. Uh, and there is a little bit of everything. And researching this show, it is just amazing to me. Um, before there was a Dateline, there were there were ballads. I mean, they sang about everything. Murder, mayhem, uh, adultery. It's it's just crazy. It's just... And usually the women did not fare well in, in a lot of them. Let me just say that. Uh, the second part of the show... Uh, after the uh, intermission will be a 1946 drama from a show called escape and it's really creepy it's it's really good uh steve mann going to be involved in that and just some great vocal artists it's gonna be a lot of fun uh if you can join us i hope you will tickets are 15 bucks and uh Go towards Second Stage and the, the artists there, and we would really appreciate uh, your support. If you want to know more about it, uh, you can find Live from Rose Ridge on Facebook, or you can reach out to me here at the station, and we'll let you know how to get those tickets. We hope to see you on Saturday. Well, there are uh, a lot of things going on in the, the region right now. We also want to make sure you're aware of, uh, of of things that are happening. Campbell County Public Schools want you to know that the Sheriff's Office is going to be training at the middle school, and uh, that's going to be taking place today and tomorrow. According to the district, the Campbell County Sheriff's Office will use the old Rustburg middle School facility for a training that they're doing. and there's going to be an increased presence of law enforcement, at the school on those two dates, so there's no need to be uh, alarmed if you're in the Rustburg area. You know, Be aware of that. Uh, there is going to be an increased presence of law enforcement uh, at the school on those, on those two dates. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye uh, on that. Don't be alarmed if, if you see that. Uh, very destructive fire at, uh, in Bedford. Bedford County Fire Department said multiple units along with several other surrounding departments had to respond uh, to a fire at a home that was occupied by one man who was inside when the fire broke out. Uh, There was a delay in calling fire officials because the man didn't have his phone but fortunately was able to get out of the home in time. Uh, They say the home is a complete loss. There was also damage to nearby cars uh, where the fire had spread and it took several hours to get that under control because the wind was was really funky last night. Uh, Fire marshal's office is investigating that case. I never know if the wind is bad everywhere or if it's just where we are because the wind is always kind of funky where we are, constantly blowing. So, yeah, I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, there's an investigation underway. After authorities say a body was found over the weekend at a national forest land within Western North Carolina, details are somewhat limited at this time, but the Jackson County Sheriff's Office says deputies responded to a report of a body found on March the 5th. They did not say exactly where it was found, but the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigations was assisting in the process of identifying the individual and they say further details concerning this investigation will be disclosed at a later date. There, so I mentioned the lunch lady incident. Uh, this woman is 31 years old
2: and she wanted a
1: snack. This is not funny to me. I'm gonna preface that right now as a mother, this is this makes me absolutely irate, and part of the reason it makes me irate is the cavalier attitude that men have when it's a young boy being molested and not a girl. Somehow, they think a 14-year-old boy has some sense of, you know, oh, well, this is no big deal. This is just something he brags about. You know, if he's a 14-year-old boy, it's not that he's being groomed and abused like it would be if it was a 14-year-old girl. This is a married woman, 31 years old. Her name is Andy Rosefort. She worked in the New Fairfield School District and apparently had sexual relations with this young man, sent him several photos of herself and videos for months and asked him to send her sexually explicit videos. Now, I know things have changed, but when I think lunch lady... I'm not thinking that's something people are going to want to get a video of. When I think lunch lady, I think, you know, I I, I just think of my little lunch ladies. They had the little hairnets on.
2: Oh, all mine were older. Yeah, Yeah, they were were older. They were
1: roly-poly. A lunch lady that
2: still works in my high school just turned 93. And she still works at my high school.
1: And she's still and she's still there. And and she, was the she nice. loves everybody. Yeah. Man, the best cookies. Yeah. And man, then, I miss and high school lunch. And they're slipping. They're slipping extra mashed potatoes. I mean, you know, you know. High school
2: lunch was great. Also, I had a great well, in. I knew the lady who ran school lunches for the entire county.
1: So there you go. So you could. Was I knew she, what was, was up? she serving up the she, the food? Well, again, when I think of lunch ladies, I, I think of 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 Mrs. I can't remember her name now. But when I picture her, I don't picture this 31-year-old young woman. That is not what the lunch ladies look like. She
2: she is attractive.
1: She is very attractive. She is, uh, at least on the outside. Uh, She was arrested in February, charged with second-degree sexual assault, enticing a minor by computer, and risk of injury to a minor after a month-long police investigation. She allegedly began communicating with a 14-year-old while he was in the 8th grade assaulted him in the ninth grade so he had a year of grooming there luring with those delicious rolls and you know extra cookies and sweet sweet buns yeah exactly uh she was arraigned in court march 1st pleaded not guilty to all the charges okay good luck with that they've got you on video you disgusting person so somebody said all i can think of is chris farley as the lunch lady yes that's what i'm saying
2: i will say you do have a good point of like how i think of like an sn like couple snl skits they did with like pete davison about traumatizing like him sleeping with teachers and then obviously that adam sandler movie that's my boy
1: right it, it, it but but here's the thing it's not just hollywood that has this cavalier attitude about it my own husband I mean, probably the worst argument we have ever been in. Poor Mark was was about this, and I mean, I was absolutely irate at the idea that he did not think that a a male teacher, a thirty-one-year-old male teacher, coming on to your thirteen-year-old in the eighth grade, uh, if they're a girl was exactly the same as a female 31-year-old coming on to a 13-year-old girl. I'm sorry. It is exactly the same thing. It's it's the same thing. She started exchanging messages on social media with the victim while he was still in the eighth grade. At that point, there was nothing sexual about the messages. That's where the grooming comes in. First of all, why is a 31-year-old lunch lady... Sending your kid messages, flags on the field. Then in September 2022, she allegedly messaged him, Do you want to see something? and then sent him explicit images. She was known for always talking to the freshman boys and began conversing with the victim while he was still in the eighth grade. Her lawyer declined to comment. She awaits discovery materials. Yes, you're wanting to know just how much they have on her. Plenty, I'm sure. After the victim received the first image, he asked her if she sent it to him by mistake, according to the affidavit. She allegedly responds by sending him yet another photo. She routinely asks him to send her sexual videos in return for the images she has sent. The, alleged continue, the allegedly behavior continued for months. The victim unexpectedly left a friend's party and behaved oddly once he returned, the friend's mother told police. Three days later, police opened the investigation, which found that Roseford allegedly assaulted the teenager in an SUV and then asked him in a message if his friends knew where he was, ending the conversation with good night. XO. They have recovered eight sexually explicit videos from the subject's phone. Law enforcement secured an arrest warrant. She was released on a $100,000 bond. She's due back in court on March 31st. She better be treated for the sexual deviant that she is. Because that's what she is. I don't care. You guys can say what you want to about it's different for boys. It is not. As the mother of two boys, I can tell you, it is no different if it's boys or if it was my girl, and that was a a male teacher. Coming up, WDBJ7 is going to have your national and, or your regional and local headlines for the Southside, Roanoke, and Lynchburg. All that ahead this morning on The Morning Jam.
0: It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7.
5: I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today. Warming up to 60 degrees. Not as breezy either. Lows tonight at 31. Mostly sunny on Thursday. Highs top out near 60 with a low of 35. And on Friday we'll bring that rain in especially through mid afternoon. It will be a lot cooler though. High temperatures only running in the low 40s. Overnight lows in the mid 30s.
1: And currently, this morning, we have 38 degrees in Salem, we have 39 in Bedford, 40 in Roanoke and Danville, 38 in Lynchburg, 38 in Appomattox, and 40 in Amherst. Well, President Trump, former President Trump, uh, there are rumors that he is pondering his running mate options for another run in 2024, and they say... He is strongly considering former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. Axios reported that Lake is among a short list of women being considered by the former president as he looks for a way to gain support from white suburban women needed to beat President Joe Biden in 2024. Well, he's got to beat DeSantis, too, I think. Lake is a former television news anchor who unsuccessfully ran for Arizona governor in November against Katie Hobbs. Trump endorsed Lake during her 2022 campaign. Lake has likewise backed the former president. Friends of Trump, though, said that Lake's downside is she could outshine him. Spokesperson for Trump did not immediately respond to questions about the Axios report. But uh, one one person did say anyone who thinks they know what President Trump is going to do is seriously misinformed and trying to curry favor with uh, potential VP candidates. He added that Trump will choose his running mate on his own time, and anyone playing the media game or doing so at their own peril. Lake on Tuesday still had her sights set on becoming Arizona governor saying she is 100% dedicated to serving as Arizona governor. I will also work to make sure President Trump gets back in the White House, ASAP. Anything outside of those two goals is nothing but a distraction. She also said our best days are ahead of us, and it all starts with electing America first candidates all across the country. Well, on that we can agree. That's for sure. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see Who he ends up uh, selecting. Certainly Mike Pence. Not going to be on that list. Doesn't look like. Not anytime soon. Anyway. So uh, the song Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Grew up listening to to that song. With uh, Elton John. And Chicago had a song about I thought you were going to talk about a
2: Justin Bieber song for a second. Because he has a song named Sorry. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of songs um, about about saying you're sorry, even though people aren't very good at saying they're sorry. Uh, If you can't remember the last time you apologized, congratulations, you are perfect. Or at least you you think you are. For the rest of us, apologizing is a common, if not a difficult, part of life. According to a VEX interview, Uh, Among the earliest lessons imparted to children is the art of saying, I'm sorry. Yet these skills don't always transfer neatly into adulthood. Relationships can be messy. Both parties often have some level of culpability. However, the biggest obstacle to apologetic bliss isn't a complicated argument. It's self-protective motivations. Good apologies are notoriously hard to come by, partly because of an inherent resistance to making them in the first place. People are hesitant to apologize because they falsely believe it affects how outsiders perceive them. I will say that I, I, can, I can't apologize to people. I, and probably being a mom, is what helped me with that. I didn't try to make my kids think that I was perfect and I knew everything. Um, and so I would, you know, if I got something wrong, I would say I, uh, I got that wrong. Or if I didn't know an answer, I would say, I don't know the answer. Let's see if we can get an answer. Uh, there are a number of barriers that prevent people from apologizing. When someone is upset with you, it's common to shift into self-protection mode. They say the biggest problem with apologizing is a desire to want to see yourself as a good person and for others to do that as well. I mean, we're seeing this nationally. We don't have we don't have an administration that will admit when they get something wrong and set an example for the rest of the country. There are people always playing the blame game. It's always somebody else's fault. They, um, they say shifting into self-protection mode and tricking yourself into believing you didn't do anything wrong. A lot of people don't apologize simply because these self-defensive processes kick in and they come up with all kinds of reasons why they shouldn't apologize. They push blame onto other people they think of excuses all the situational factors that caused them to behave the way they did another impediment can be a lack of empathy or concern for the relationship with the wrong party i i have had i will say i've had a relationship in the past that was absolutely destroyed because of the lack of being able to own behavior and genuinely apologize for it. It's not good.
2: I could say something, but I will uh not.
1: You're not gonna be you're not gonna be too transparent about that? No,
2: no, 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 Because if I start, I might get I might say something that I'm not allowed to.
1: Are there court proceedings going on or something? No,
2: no, just because I'm very passionate.
1: Oh, got you, got You like you might bust out one of the seven words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. I got you. That person I could
2: describe that person. We do not. Uh, okay, right. she, that was John. Colin. John said he's been married. I think he said thirty-five years, and he said you have to apologize a lot. He also said the lady, the lunch lady, would get if this wasn't as bigly as public, uh, he would get you know only like three to four, four to five years, and she'd be out. And then she also, he also wanted to say how much he loved loved the show, and he was thankful for oh, that.
1: Oh, John, why didn't you come on the air and say all that? <laughs> so. I love him very sweet well if, if he's been married a long time he does know that apology apologizing when you get something wrong is is very important I have to apologize a lot about loading the dishwasher wrong as we learned yesterday on yesterday's show apparently I I just I can't I am incapable of loading the dishwasher in a manner to which my husband it finds acceptable does
2: Mark um apologize a lot when he eats all the food yeah
1: <laughs> Yesterday, he got really upset because I ate the last pudding cup, <sighs> which was my dinner, basically. Oof, you made a
2: grave mistake.
1: I didn't even buy those pudding cups for him. Those weren't even his to begin but they're with. they're pudding cups. I know. That was... He suddenly turns into a toddler. I don't know how that happened. Uh, according to the authors of the book, Sorry, 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 A Case for Apologies, uh, successful apologies have six components. Here they are in no particular order. Or maybe they are in a particular order. Uh, number one, say you're sorry or that you apologize. Actually use the words, I am sorry or I apologize. Number two, name or specifies uh, specify the infraction that you're apologizing for. So don't just go, oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, be specific about it. Show you understand why your actions were harmful and hurtful and the effect it had on the other person. If you're really wanting an apology that's going to get the job done, keep these things in mind. So say you're sorry, name the infraction you're apologizing for, show you understand why they were harmful or hurtful. Number four, don't make excuses, but offer an explanation if needed or if asked for. Number five, say what you're doing to ensure it's not going to happen again. Number six, offer to fix what's broken whether that's buying your aunt a new lamp that you knocked off the table at Thanksgiving or offering to spend more time with a friend who feels neglected. There you go. It's really not that, that difficult, but to set your ego aside and do it, it's kind of difficult. Going to the phone lines now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi, who's this? Good morning, Jan. Another coincidence
4: that you brought this subject up this morning. Okay. That lady, Janice, Janice Rakes, the lady that we started that group uh, uh, five years ago when I first uh, moved down here to the camp was camping in there. Okay. She has the she has blocked me from the group because of some of the cat fights we had over some of the posts.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. I went on
4: my other, my other Facebook page and found and was able to get into the group, and I found her, and I was going to message her and dress her down for doing that, but I decided not I, I forgave her.:
1: Good, That's good. Good step. And, and so so have you all made nice?
4: No, I haven't got back in contact with her. Okay, she has deleted. She has deleted every one of my videos from the page. Oh wow! Every one of my posts.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! A, it sounds like somebody's got some some growing up to do. There is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, she well,
4: she she's an older lady. She has breathing problems, and and uh, we I was I was uh. uh I, I, I don't know how she found me on Facebook. We t- somebody posted something. She said, we need to start a group cooking in Pittsburgh. But she didn't know how. So I started with it became co-administrators. And then we started having <laughs> all those <laughs> chat fights and all that. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Right.
1: Uh, it Tierra, life Tierra, is too short, Tierra, my
4: friend. To air as human, to forgive divine. I, That's I right. uh, thank you for thank you for that thought this morning.
1: All right, you are you were most welcome. Yeah, it's important to it's important to say you're sorry, folks. Uh, and life is too short, especially to get into little squabbles over a Facebook post. Just not worth it. Keep that in mind as we go forth today. We'll be back with more on this Thursday on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks for joining us.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Start your mornings
1: on the right foot
0: and listen to the morning jam.
1: Well, it is International Woman's Day today, so go out and embrace your womanhood. M- mostly, I'll do that. If you're a woman, that I'm going to go do that. Are you? <laughs> okay. This is me filtering right now. Uh, CDC. Has uh, released a report we've talked about on the show here. Uh, This one is yet another one that's come out talking about how uh, 32% of one to five year olds have have not eaten a single piece of fruit um, and certainly don't eat one a piece a day, and nearly half don't get vegetables either. And roughly 51% are drinking sugar sweetened beverages like fruit drinks or soda at least once a week. Pediatricians are saying this is very concerning. Dr. Harvey Karp has uh, written a parent guide called Happiest Baby on the Block and Happiest Toddlers on the Block. And he says, uh, we all know that it's a fact. We are what we eat. During the early years of life, children are forming a lifetime of preferences that will influence their eating for the rest of their lives. They say getting your child to eat fruits and vegetables could avoid terrible suffering, things like obesity, joint and back problems, diabetes, heart disease, perhaps even cancer. Parents and caregivers need to offer at least one fruit or vegetable at each meal and snack. And he had some advice on how to get there. He said, remember, an adult serving is much different than the serving size for your toddler or preschooler. And once you get your head around how small a serving really is, Ensuring that your little one gets enough is is more than doable. For a one to two-year-old, a serving is about two tablespoons of cooked or canned fruits or veg. Two to three pieces or one-fourth of a small whole fruit like a plum. For three to four-year-olds, it's about a fourth of a cup cooked or canned fruits. Four to five pieces of fresh produce or half of a small fruit. And then five to six-year-olds, it's about a half a cup of cooked or canned six to seven pieces of fresh One small whole fruit. Some other tips he offered was catch others eating well. Since toddlers and preschoolers are into imitating others, especially slightly older kids, when you visit restaurants or your friend's homes, casually point out what kids have on their plates. Oh, look, Lily's having sweet potatoes. Or look, he's eating his apple slices. Do you think you're going to use the dipping sauce he has on his apple slices? And uh, they say that can boomerang, and, and, you know, if you're not careful how you do it, it can boomerang and make them more defiant. Uh, so don't compare them. Don't make them feel bad because so-and-so is eating them, and they're good, and they're bad. So that doesn't work. Uh, also, embrace dips and spreads. The best way to get kids to eat fruits and veggies is to make sure they taste good. And try things like hummus, ranch dressing. Um, Little sprinkles of cheese. That's how I got my kids to to eat broccoli. I started with a a little cheese dipping sauce and then gradually, you know, got rid of it. And now they they love broccoli. Um, They say use reverse psychology. One silly tip that often works is to use your child's natural defiant. I want to do it myself as your secret helper. When your toddler has broccoli on their plate, reach over and take a little piece and eat it with clear joy. Mommy loves little trees. I'm going to eat them all. And your your toddler will gobble up their uh, piece, make a silly pout, and say, hey, you ate my broccoli. I can see how that would work. Uh, also, make fruits and veggies appetizers and toppers. Putting them th- on things like uh, yogurt, uh, even ice cream, whole grain waffles, pancakes, things like that. Also, let them help. Growing a little garden with my kids helped a lot with that kind of thing, too. Uh, so lots of good good advice. He also says rethink juice. Uh, when he was starting out as a pediatrician, he thought apple juice was a great first drink for babies. Now we know better. Fruit juices are pretty much sugar and water. The fruit part, the pulp, and most of the nutrition bits are kind of thrown away. He said it doesn't mean they can't have any juice ever, But it's time to reposition juice as a sometimes food, not a staple. And they also said stock up on on on-the-go fruit and veggie snacks. So the next time you go on a trip, make sure uh, you leave, you know, the crackers, the bars at home. Try dried, whole, sauced, baked fruits and veggies instead. Not gummy fruit snacks, which are glorified candy and a choking hazard. But things like uh, clementines, fresher puffed sugar-snap peas, uh, chopped dried cherries, freeze-dried berries, no added sugar, applesauce, roasted chickpeas, things like that. So there you go. I'm also going to be incorporating these with Trey to try to get him to eat more. <laughs> Look, I've got little trees. I'm going to eat your little trees. <laughs> Look, there's enough hummus in the fridge in there to like feed. I
2: don't like hummus. But and yeah.
1: and are, you don't like hummus? No. Oh,
2: Trey. And, and I'm not gonna steal Ed's food.
1: Clearly, because it's all healthy. You're not gonna you're not gonna steal it. Oh, fresh fresh veggies. You're not gonna uh, steal his fresh veggies and if they wanted if
2: they wanted people to eat it more, they'd make it taste good. That's mm-hmm. all I gotta say. That's what the hummus is for.
1: An Australian beer company has had their beer recalled for containing excessive alcohol, which I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, Food Standards Australia said that the watermelon sour beer produced by your mate's brew pub poses a risk for illness or injury because of a secondary formation that is taking place. So that refers to any phase of formation following a very active primary formation. The sour beer was sold online and at certain Australian stores. Customers were encouraged to dispose of the alcohol and contact the company for reimbursement. So, what are we talking about here? I mean, you're not giving me a percentage. What is considered excessive? Because, I mean, good Lord. You know, when you look at, like, liquor and stuff. I don't know. They're not saying in that article. I think they probably... Should though. We have a lot of uh, stories where people are crashing into buildings. We've had quite a few of those even around here. We had one down the street not that long ago. Uh, I think the latest one I heard from took place in Madison Heights. Well, a woman in Canada, she had an unusual reaction when she slammed her Jeep into a bakery in Toronto. The crash happened last Friday morning uh, in the suburb of Woodbridge. CTV described surveillance video from the inside showing the Jeep shattering windows and pushing cake displays. Luckily, Guilty Pleasure Dessert Cafe wouldn't open for another two hours, so nobody was inside. Um, basically, she crashed into the store. Her husband came, picked up the car. She went next door, got her nails done. <laughs> really? I don't think I could relax enough to go get a manny petty if I just crashed into somebody's business. His um his sister, the the sister of the uh, of the owners uh said the entire time not one single apology. I'm not looking necessarily for an apology, but it is a big thing. This is this is literally what I do for a living the bakery said. When they asked the woman if she was okay, she giggled and said, yeah, I'm fine. Hmm. People are clueless. Yeah, I know I've destroyed your business, but I'm just going to go next door and just, you know, just because nails are looking wretched, I'm just going to go get that fixed a little bit. Oh, Lord, people. Mm-mm-mm. We'll be back tomorrow. With the Thursday edition of the Morning Jam Thanks so much for joining us today I Hope you have a fantastic day We'll see you then